Merry Christmas to all. And I feel like quoting that uh, wonderful poem, and to all a good night. I uh, joked yesterday that uh, just a few days ago we had the longest night of the year, and yesterday was the longest day of the year for us priests anyway, uh, with the, the morning masses of uh, the fourth Sunday and, of course, the Christmas Eve masses. And perhaps it's that, or perhaps it was because it's the shortest Advent possible or looking ahead. This is the shortest Christmas possible, although here in the United States we get to celebrate it one day more than most of the world because we've transferred the Feast of the Epiphany, normally celebrated on the 6th, to the Sunday closest to the 6th without being the, after the 13th, and that is uh, this year uh, the 6th falls on a Saturday, so the very next day in Rome is the Baptism of the Lord, but here we celebrated his Epiphany, and so Baptism of the Lord is moved to Monday. So we get one more day than the rest of the, the world, but still Christmas season like, it seems like it's going to be too short. And maybe because of that or whatever, I have to admit, I feel a little bit like the Grinch, that it came anyway. <laughs> it came whether I was ready or not, and that's a wonderful thing. Sometimes we think that Christmas means we have to feel a certain way or we have to have to... Uh, have this joy or whatever, and yes, yes, Christmas is about joy, but there's no right way or wrong way to feel this Christmas day, because even the first Christmas was a mess of emotional confusion. You look at the shepherds who didn't quite know what to do with this message, uh, the message that we heard last night, the angels appearing to them and, and telling them, this is great news, and, and as I keep joking, not necessarily a joke. When you see an angel, it means one of two things. God has a very important message for you or you're dead. And the shepherds had to be terrified as they heard that first Christmas hymn, that hymn that we joined in actually this morning in our Gloria. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill or peace on whom God's favor rests, or there's, there's a thousand ways to translate that one line. But in that line is the great promise that God is with us, the great promise that God is sending a Redeemer, that he, to those who are willing to receive, the, those who are willing to follow, we have profound hope. Perhaps we know the story of of the Blessed Mother, how the angel came to her, and we heard that yesterday morning, came to her and announced that she was to be the mother of the Son of God. And we hear of the travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem, the little town of Bethlehem, the town of David, or of town, the city of David, but the town of Joseph's ancestors, that because of a census he had to return to to be registered properly. Though Mary was near ready to give birth, they had to go. And the city being so filled that there was no room. And so often we have that word translated as in, but uh, perhaps a better way of understanding that because elsewhere it is used as simply the upper room or the guest room. The same word is used for the upper room where they had the Last Supper. Not necessarily an inn, so it might not have been a scandalous that all the, uh, the innkeepers couldn't find one more room, but the family itself was filled and they had to put them somewhere else. And say so they put them in the stable where our Lord is born. And so often we might miss the connection 
that Jesus is born in a city called Bethlehem, which means house of bread, when he's going to become the bread of life for us. And he's placed in a feed trough for the animals. And later he will tell us, unless we eat his flesh and drink his blood, we do not have life within us. That Jesus Christ comes as the Lamb of God, which is perhaps why the shepherds themselves were called before anyone else. They would have recognized a perfect lamb. They would have recognized the Lamb of God, the one that God had sent. And they would have worshipped, and they did. As they come, they come back glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. But there's that line about Mary, and she kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. If anyone knew the fullness of the meaning of that Christmas, it was her. Or maybe St. Joseph, the first one to see our incarnate Lord born for us. At least we have to assume he was the first, because we don't hear of anyone else being there. In the confusion and all the emotion, thousands of years of waiting, thousands of years of how God prepared the people to receive their Messiah, thousands of years of prophecy and foretelling, foreshadowing, thousands of years now come to this one point. And there's something we have to remember that's unique about Christianity that we cannot say about any other world religion. Christianity is true. It's founded not on myths and, and legends, but rather on an actual event, actual events. That Jesus Christ was truly born for us in Bethlehem, conceived nine months before by the power of the Holy Spirit, born for us. He truly lived, he truly suffered, he truly died to give us resurrected life. Of course, we're built on the faith of the, the Jewish people. That's why anti-Semitism is so evil and so wrong. No Catholic can be truly Catholic and be uh, anti-Jewish, anti-Semite at the same time. But of, of these, Christianity, Catholicism is the fulfillment of the Jewish faith. No other world religion can say that God truly became man. No other faith can proclaim this great hope that we have. But I have to admit, it's a hope that's still waiting. We, we look around at the world, and especially maybe this year, we look around and we see so much division, so much conflict, not only, only in Ukraine like last year, but this year in Gaza. We see what appears to be wars and insurrections of various other things rising up and on various fronts. Some have said World War III, maybe. I don't know about that. But we see growing hostilities and tensions, divisions, even in our country. We see, see so much lack of peace. And we might say, well, this certainly is not like a Christmas like every other. And I have to admit, yeah, actually it is. See, as I already said, there's no right way or wrong way to feel about this Christmas as long as we have hope in the incarnate Lord. But I remember with some sadness, a particular truce, not, not one that I 
the saw, but I remember hearing it in history, a truce of 1914. World War I had just begun about six months before. They thought the war would be done. And there they are in the trenches in, in uh, Europe, the British against the Germans. And there was a voice cried out, let us not fight tomorrow. And they held a truce. And through some courage, they entered the no man's land in between the borders and celebrated Christmas together, singing Christmas hymns, exchanging gifts. There is peace even in the midst of war, peace founded on the birth of our Lord. Or I think two of 160 years ago, after one of the bloodiest years in the Civil War, uh, the Battle of Gettysburg in July of that year, uh, various other battles, I, I find myself wondering what was Christmas like then? And we don't know necessarily how the rest of the world or the rest of the United States celebrated that particular year, but we do know the words of one particular individual, a man named Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. You might know him from some of his other poems. Two years before this, his wife was killed in a terrible fire. He was unable to do anything about this. Uh, earlier in the year, in 1863, his son joined the Union forces despite his wishing his son would not because he was one of the few family members he had and he did not want to see his son injured. He saw and heard of the Battle of Gettysburg. He saw the various other battles and heard of the other battles. And in November of that year, his son was very critically wounded. And he was worried about his son and the quality of life his son would have being so critically wounded, being so young. And yet, Christmas came. And that Christmas Day, he wrote, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiars carols play, and mild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, swinging on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime, of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the houses born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks a song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. While he was feeling, one might say, rather dour that Christmas, he knew that the promise of our Lord was still there. He knew the promise of our Lord that right shall prevail over the wrong, that good shall prevail over evil, because this is the war that Jesus has won while the battle is still being waged. He had hope, and it's a hope that peace is possible. 
that peace is possible in the hearts of all who have goodwill, all who come. That's what this Christmas is about, and every Christmas. It's about coming to the manger, of coming to receive Christ our King, who is born for us, who nourishes us, who feeds us, who saves us, who redeems us. It's about coming and knowing that peace is impossible except through him. And when hearts seek the Lord together, we find true and lasting peace. There alone. Whatever is going in your hearts, your homes, your lives, may the Christmas child come, giving you peace. May he come and give you rest. May he come and give you joy, happiness, all these good things. And keep your eyes on him who is our Lord forever.